0: what's up everyone welcome back to the fourth installment of dunk digest podcast i really hope you're enjoying them so far and today we're going to be talking about pliers versus weights It was actually something that was recommended by someone in the comments on like the last episode or a couple episodes ago so thank you for that suggestion if you want to leave any more suggestions then just leave them in the comments and yeah thank you for all the support you've been showing so far we're nearly at 50 subscribers so you know keep that going and yeah so i'm gonna hand over well first let's introduce cammy and pete we got here today. I think Pete's frozen, but oh, no, there we go.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so we can talk about kind of the specific needs, I guess, for when you're kind of starting out, I guess. So there's actually some research, I think it was Jay Boomeran that actually did this research, I think it was a couple of years ago that he published this paper, but it was basically about kind of force velocity profiling. So the kind of idea along, the idea of the paper was that you either kind of velocity deficient or force deficient so if it's velocity that's stuff like your max velocity sprinting and you're kind of more elastic faster things and then if it's force deficient i'm pretty sure it's more like strength levels and kind of like i guess like standing vertical jumps and like lunge jumps and those type of things so it's kind of like that idea of it as well so it's kind of finding out the specific needs as well
0: yeah yeah definitely like obviously this question could be quite broad so obviously what works for one person isn't going to work for another one so that's probably like quite an important thing to start when when you're sort of looking at it uh, yeah how did you guys sort of find out you know what you sort of might need to work on how did that sort
1: of start so if you're like if you're starting out i guess i'd say the best thing to do is just kind of jump like in my opinion take like a year or two where you just kind of focus on jumping and building at least like a good base before you kind of start to go to any kind of strength type stimulus that's kind of like my opinion on it i guess but i guess some people would maybe make an argument saying like oh you should kind of do a combination of like weights and jumping from the get-go but my opinion is more just build a base up first and kind of put all your kind of points into basically just kind of jumping
2: yeah i'd say the exact same thing to be honest like um to start off jumping and then you, you'll eventually f- uh, learn more about your body at that point like maybe after a year as Kami said um so if you realize that you're like very quick but not as strong then you'll know you just have to hit the weights and if it's the other way around just work on speed yeah
1: i think i think as well like strength levels i don't think actually matter as much as a lot of people kind of Put on them, I guess, because you see people like T Dub, like he never touched weights. I'm pretty sure, and he's like Mm. one of the best jumpers of like all time. Like,
2: and there's a lot of other examples of that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, like Pete. This is like kind of good for you because you jumped an absolute ton did didn't you? And then recently, like especially over the winter, you've just been like lifting like crazy.
2: Yeah. uh, So I just started off pretty much just jumping every day and stuff. And then eventually I got jumpers knee, so guys just stay away from jumping twenty four seven. Maybe jump twice a week at most. Um <clears throat> Then I text Isaiah and then he put me on the training and he just helped me fix my knees up, basically just rest them and do nice and tricks and all that stuff. Then eventually I moved on to lifting weights. I started like last winter. I just that's when I started taking it very seriously. Um doing stuff like clean pulls. Back squats, front squats, deadlifts, all those. Uh, because at the time, I was very quick. I was like a speed two foot jumper, if that makes any sense.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, But I wasn't that strong in the weight room at all. So when I started lifting weights, um, when I went into strength phase, it kind of slowed me down for a bit. But then my body kind of got used to it. And now I'm just jumping as, as high as ever, to be honest.
1: Right, so I think like another thing as well is like we didn't actually clarify this at the start, but it was basically what plyos are. So plyometrics was basically devised by Russians, I think in like the fifties and sixties. And it is I think it was by I can't remember the guy's name. It begins with a Y, I'm sure. Someone'll know it in the comments, but but I can't remember his name, but it was some Russian guy. And he basically classified a plyometric exercise as anything with a ground contact time of less than 250 milliseconds. So it's basically something that's really fast. And that's kind of one of my kind of pet peeves within, I guess, kind of like the Instagram kind of fitness community is like they'll kind of classify like a box as plyometrics when it's not. So... plyometrics something like a depth jump or maybe like bounds and some other exercises that kind of fall into that category whereas your box jumps are more just like jump training basically so then onto like plyometrics we'd actually recommend i'd say if you're starting out just kind of focus on low rimming and don't focus on plyometrics and i think as well it definitely depends on the type of jump you are i think for one foot plyometrics are probably more valuable whereas for two foot they might not be as viable i'm not sure about maybe your guys experience with plyometrics as well but that'd be interesting
2: yeah when i when i first started jumping i was just doing a low to low rim and i think that's honestly the best type of plyometric out there um because other than just doing plyometrics and jumping you're actually working on finishing like the dunk and all the different movements of the dunks that you want to do but the plyometrics that I used to do is box jumps. Cammy's gonna hate me for saying that? <laughs> um, I, I used to just do a load of box jumps. I used to try to jump on the back of the car and just random stuff like. Um, then move down to bones and all that stuff. But honestly, I think the best is just low rooming, flat out all day Yeah, hard.
1: yeah. I think like I've found that like depth jumps have worked really well for me. Like, I think I had a cycle a few months ago where I PR'd by, like, three inches on my, like, max vertical jump. And, like, I was doing a lot of depth jumps in that cycle, so I think that really kind of helped me.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, if I could go back, I'd probably just, like, lower him a load more. But, yeah, I feel like depth jumps help me as well because one thing I struggle with is sort of spending too much time on the ground. And I feel like depth jumps can help that a bit as well. And going back to that, um... (laughs) you talking about, about the russians i think didn't they um their high jump team like years ago they're like they'd get pushed around in wheelchairs didn't they or something
2: like that yeah i heard the, <laughs> twitch 5, the fast muscle twitch fibers isn't it to keep them
0: yeah apparently they didn't walk they just got pushed around in wheelchairs apart from when they were training <laughs> i've
1: never heard that before that's quite funny actually
2: <laughs>
0: i can't remember where i saw it now but yeah i saw it somewhere. I think I'm on youtube
2: or something.
0: yeah probably some stupid yeah
1: yeah so then I think as well so if you wanting to do a lot more of these I guess like intense plyometrics that are very kind of fast and quite strenuous on the knees you want to also kind of manage your tendon kind of load as well yeah. so I guess it also depends if you've had like a history of knee pain like I've had a history of knee pain so for me it would make sense to do like slow strength stuff so It's a lot of the stuff that THP kind of programs in is like slow strength if you're doing kind of this more intense stuff. And then also like isometrics as well, like daily isometrics. That's kind of the way that you'd manage the load if you have lots of reps.
2: Yeah, for me, uh, isometrics helped so much, to be honest. Uh, My knees, I remember sometimes I just wouldn't be able to walk up the stairs or anything. Like my knees were absolutely destroyed, but once yeah, okay. i started like kind of resting them and maybe jumping once or twice a week for like a certain amount of reps and i was just keeping track on it Um writing down like the pain limits like why it like one to ten one to ten or one to five um depending on the pain and just doing a shitload of isometrics it was just way better
1: mm-hmm
0: yeah I'm gonna be honest I've never actually had knee pain while I've been on THP which is I guess is a good thing but so I've never actually did isometrics when I had knee pain so I'm gonna be honest I do sometimes skip them just because I'm often like I haven't had pain in like so long so I will be honest I'm not the most strict on them but you know if I do feel any type of pain or if I do jump a lot then I'll always I'll always do them
1: yeah Yeah I think as well like with sprinting that's kind of like a plyometric as well because it's very short ground contact times like I think for me like it's less than like 90 milliseconds which is pretty quick so that's kind of something that you can use as well I found sprints to be like really good for just helping increase like my vertical jump I think as well like sprints are really good for kind of potentiating for good jump days for me anyway like I had one of my best jump days last year like straight after doing sprints so I think that helped kind of Potential
2: for that, yeah. I think most of it just, I think, it's based on like muscle memory and what you actually do in the gym and what you can carry out from the gym yeah. onto the onto the corridor while you're dunking
0: So another thing with weight training is you kind of want to get comfortable having like a little bit of a base before you start because just in my personal experience, like I did a program. Uh, I did. I, I'm gonna say it, it was bounce kit. You know, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bash it like I did another program in the other one because it, it was a decent program. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of went into it without any prior knowledge or reps of doing it, um, like I had, like like I have now. So when I did it, I didn't really get the most out of it because one, I didn't really know how to do it properly and two that kind of caused me not to push myself as much as I could have because you know I would have been a bit more naive to the weight or whatever but now obviously I just got spotters so I just send it no matter what the weight really but yeah so getting comfortable with it can definitely help a lot and that can help prevent injuries because you can just get injured just like you can doing pliers so it can be quite important to do.
1: Yeah I think that brings us back to kind of like the Russian research that they conducted in like the 60s. One of their kind of recommendations for plyometrics was I think it was either one and a half or two times body weight is what you'd want for like a squat and that's kind of just to just so you can kind of deal with the forces that you'll go through when you're doing something like a depth jump especially if you're doing it from like a higher height like I think in the research they went up to like I think, like, 1m20, like, a 1m20 box, like, drop to the ground and then rebounding with, with like, under 250 milliseconds, which is just kind of, like, crazy. Like, that's a lot of load.
2: Yeah. Um, I remember my first ever program was... Um, it starts with a V, ends with a shock. <laughs> I think most dunkers have gone through that program. Um, it was a really basic one as well, to be honest. Easy enough to follow along, but... There was just too much jumping going on, and it's just not good for your knees at all. Um, there was, like, no videos telling you how to do it properly and stuff. I think someone just sent me a few screenshots, actually, of just a few of the workouts. And I was doing that for eight. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. That's what that's what happened. Um, so then I pretty much just, like, had to go back and forth from YouTube videos, seeing how, oh, my God, how am I going to do this? And how am I going to do this? Um, I done that so much while jumping every day and my knees just gave in. So that's why I think it's just find a program that's, that suits you and exactly what you want. Make sure that when you sign up like with a program, say you not know, like THP, they have like video links. So you can see exactly how to do the movement correctly. So you won't get injured. I and mean, you, When you're dunking, you don't want to get injured at all. So like, it's useful if you know exactly what you're doing it's, get comfortable with that
1: program. Yeah, I think I think that's similar with me. I feel like I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but like I started out, I didn't really know what I was doing. And I had this like plyometric programme that wasn't really plyometrics, but it was more like jump training. But it was just labelled plyometrics and I got it through like it was basically like P at school. Like I took higher P, which in Scotland is like I don't know, maybe the equivalent to something like like A P P or something like that, I don't know in America but but I took PE in high school and I got this plyometric program so I followed that along and I just kind of bumped the intensity up like each week and I worked up to like I want to say it was four sets of like 20 reps on like box jumps and it was like a jump circuit so there was like box jumps, lateral hurdle hops, some like speed ladder stuff as well. And then there was a few other things but I can't remember what those were. And then on top of that I did like jump every day. So I did this plyometric program three times a week and then jumped every day on top of that. That just led me to like a lot of knee pain, but that's kind of like my experience I guess in the past of it. I think probably hitting weights at that point would have been maybe a good idea, but I still think at the end of the day it's better to just kind of focus on like jumping specifically and building that base as I kind of mentioned earlier.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't really i wouldn't really change much about how i got into weights but i would definitely change how i got into jumping like if like i got into it quite late but i wish i would have just done loads more low rim but in terms of like getting into weights i mean i'm pretty happy i started at a decent age so there's not really much i would change about that to be honest with you
1: yeah i think oh. if i was like starting out again i'd want to kind of just focus like specifically just on jumping as i kind of mentioned and just focus on that for like a year straight and then kind of get into weights. And that's kind of what I did anyway, but I kind of got injured through the plyometrics and that kind of led me down a route of getting injured. So. I'm
2: gonna kind of happy I always added it off to be honest, like just jumping a lot. And even though that brought on knee pain and stuff, I kind of learned from it. Um, now I'm just in a proper program where I know I'm just kind of listening to my body and all this. Um, I learned how to deal with knee pain so like you kind of learn from your mistakes uh, when you first start off jumping so it's good and it's bad to be jumping every day I wouldn't say every day, maybe like two or three times a week Um, just literally just focus on technique uh, your block step, your penultimate all that and work on like the speed as I think Nathan said this in the last podcast or the one before the second one Um, he was saying that he started off his run up quicker and then he slowed down during the end um just think about speeding up throughout your uh, takeoff
1: yeah yeah so i think we should talk about like the actual title which is the plyo versus weights as well so yeah. obviously it's kind of something that's dependent on what you need as we have mentioned before at the start but basically like you'll want to kind of program to do like strength then you can kind of program to do kind of power stuff as well, then you'll program to do your kind of um, elastic stuff and your more explosive stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't... uh, It's a bit difficult because obviously you you can't really give like a which is better because, you know, that's just just impossible to say. But you kind of, yeah, yeah. like Cammy said, you just have have to look at yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just, I mean try reach out to people and tell them your background if you can't work it out yourself but generally you can kind of work out what you need i mean especially if you're young it's a lot easier but yeah uh, especially if you're young just just lower him to be honest with you until you get to the age of like 17 18 just yeah. getting loads of technique work just it'll help you in the long
2: run so yeah i agree with yeah. that just keep just keep on lower room, low until you like 17 18 as nathan said and then Maybe like dibble-dabble here and there, wait. Um, see really kind of what fits your own body. Like everyone's
1: different. Yeah. But I think that's about it for this part of the podcast. Going to move on to Dunk Reviews now.
0: Yeah, yep. definitely. So if I share my screen right there. Can you see that?
1: So, yeah, yep. that's it.
0: Yep so the first one we've got is from n underscore last 34 you can see it on the screen right there um yeah let's see what he's got yeah he's five <laughs> nine as well yeah five nine yeah crazy, he's crazy. Jeez. The, his technique is
2: on point yeah, yeah that, was that nice. transfer was so nice <laughs> yeah i like the way he kept the ball close as well to like his underfoot, like, underneath his foot, like, his hamstring.
0: Yeah. Yeah, He's got quite a nice arm swing as well.
2: Because if you guys look at, like, Chris Staples, when he's doing, like, a 360 BTL, you can see how close he keeps the ball to his hamstring, like, just for a quicker transfer.
0: He's yeah have to you seen chris table's, table's table. new youtube oh not chris table's <laughs> video but he was in it with aj lapre have you seen that where he's trying to learn learn new dance oh yeah. yeah yeah and the most recent one where he's trying to east bay yeah that's kind of what he's talking about so keep it close that was what I, he was he was getting it he was keeping it kind of far away sometimes though but in general it's pretty good i do like that series i must admit <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, so here we've got another one from Rimhain Dunker, which is an elbow, which, on a portable rim, that that takes some balls to do. That's quite scary. Very dangerous.
2: Very dangerous.
0: I remember the first time I tried to, like, honey dip on, like, my hoop at home. I didn't I didn't know whether or not, like, my forearm would be too long for the hoop. Like, it felt really <laughs> weird doing it. I felt like I was going to punch the back rim. But then when I did it, that was it. I Obviously, I didn't. But it's just feels weird when you first do it
2: i remember when i first started doing that like i put my elbow in the rim, and then i just like i pulled out and i just scraped my whole hand off i was so i'm like i'm never doing that again again."
0: (laughs) yeah i think i've only done it once because i had fairly the same experience but i wouldn't hang on my portable room that's for sure because i haven't got anything in the base of it so (laughs) that's coming down (laughs) with me
1: (laughs) yeah i've never actually tried to honey dip before
0: like, imagine on like, one so... foot, that'd be quite scary, a speed jumper. Yeah. yeah. I
1: think
0: I need... people
2: like bionic brooks and snakes, does
0: it? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be way really too scared. Yeah, you could
1: yeah. just pattern a product, like shin pads for, like, your elbow before you do
0: it. <laughs> yeah, or well, you could just use a shooting sleeve that have them, that padding, and they have yeah. padding on the elbow, I don't know, you could just, like, turn it around to, like, your forearm.
2: Yeah,
1: you could yeah. put like five on. Mm. <laughs> That's
2: what Justin Darlington used to
1: do.
0: Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah, he did used to wear a sleeve I mention it. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so next up we've got Zach Dunks. Over top of someone. Hey. <laughs> well, he told he told me that he only fell because he tried to hang on it. So Yeah, that was actually quite nice to be there.
2: Yeah, yeah right. clean yeah that was nice that is scary that is a scary dunk no? yeah yeah
0: <laughs> especially because he's not like getting his like head at the rim like that's that's quite that's quite like <laughs> take some bravery <laughs> to try that <laughs> right so next one. Ooh, 360 Eey, windmill I like, that. Right. I like that yeah that was nice yeah,
1: that's a tough dunk as well Work on the extension, but
2: V60 yeah. windmills, V60 windmill. So yeah, just needs to work on his uh, block foot, maybe yeah. twisting it a bit more.
1: Yeah,
2: it's been a bit earlier as well, but that is that's a tough one,
0: Yeah, I'll reference what Chris Staples said again to AJ when he's learned to 360. He was like, as soon as he's like planting and his feet are like coming off the ground, he's already got his eyes on the rim. Like
2: yeah
0: he'd, he'd, he'd twist his torso before anything else yeah like as soon as soon as he gets in the air his eyes are just on the rim like just yeah. twisting so quick which is something personally i do wrong as well which i might i might try that tomorrow but i try to like jump and twist and it's quite slow <laughs> so i might try that out to be fair and he's also got this one which is the poster oh hey.
2: nice. that one's nice
0: That looks even better when the defender's arm kind of like looks like it's like almost knocking you out <laughs>
2: yeah that's an with the left as well yeah all his other dunks have been oh the one he jumped over someone was with the left as well yeah
0: mm.
2: and then the 360 win was with his right that's weird
0: yeah <laughs> yeah that's I like crazy. when they do like a perfect. short, like like a really short hang after after postering something, and I feel like it makes it look so much better. Yeah, like we try to like rip the room down.
2: It's just way yeah. more aggressive.
0: Yeah, that's nice. All right, thank you very much for that submission. On to the next person. So let's go with one more. I'm going to close my eyes. <laughs> Who is it? Joe Dunks for the podcast. Here we go. Hmm. Ooh, nice two-hander.
2: That's nice.
0: His first two-hander as well. Off two.
2: I think once you start getting two-handers clean, all the other dunks will come naturally, if you've low-rimmed in the past, like... Yeah. For me, like, the two-handers were the hardest to get. Like, I think it was literally a week after I got my first two-hander on nine-foot, I was doing women's like, a week later.
0: Yeah, two handers are quite difficult for me to be fair as well because my instinct is always to transfer to one.
2: Yeah. Like sometimes you, if the lob is bad, instead of catching or two, you just kind of like flick it off and try to catch with the other Yes. Handers.
0: It's yeah like weird. sometimes I've had like dunks where I've like well not dunks because I hadn't actually been able to finish it but I've like caught it like I've come from like an angle but it's the lob's been at like the left side of the backboard and I'm like reaching all the way to the left and then I'm trying yeah. to bring it back around and that's yeah. like super hard I don't think I've ever finished one like
2: that just because that's super hard but this technique is very good as well yeah I think maybe if you just ran up a bit quicker at the end or it maybe got a bit more of a run-up you would be mm. jumping
0: around. Yeah, home. I lobbed from further back, maybe. Yeah.
2: That's a nice doctor
0: though. Yeah, but still, that was nice. Yeah. <laughs> right, so that's all we're gonna go through for today's episode, and then we'll save them for, for the next for the next one. The next time we review dunks, just so we got we got some for the next one. But yeah, thank you very much for everyone who submitted. It, you obviously saw your name on the side there. If you have already submitted, you haven't been in yet, but. We're not neglecting you. This isn't a favoritism thing. We've literally just randomly going for him but yeah, we'll get to you. You know when we get to you. So again, thank you very much for sending them in. Is there anything else you guys want to expand on and what we've said so far?
2: I think that's it. Just keep on sending and dump videos and we'll review them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. You just screwed all our DMs now, Pete. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, only only the loyal ones will be stayed till here again. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway, thank you very much for watching. Let's get to 15 likes, and we're nearly at 50 subscribers. I think we're at 46 at the time of recording, so hopefully we'll be there soon, and then on to 100 and just keep going, keep growing it, share it on your story we'll repost everyone, tag us both in it, oh not both, there's three of us here, tag all three of us in it and um, yeah, just keep sharing it about with your friends, yeah thank you very much for watching and hopefully we'll see you in the next one